Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nottingham Forest will host Aston Villa on Sunday. But is it time for Morgan Gibbs White to Morgan Gibbs White up? Welcome to the preview. All right, chat, what are you lot talking about already, man? Like, what's this 917 likes, 1,000 likes with one person watching? Uh, honestly, Keith, what, what are you going on about, man? Keith, what, you've already been on the drink, bro. Hope you guys are all well. Welcome to the preview. And as James says, it's time to step up, boys. Mm. Because i got a few questions. I want to start with the most burning question of all. Chat and guys on the panel. What is the greatest Bond film of all time? Oh, none of them. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Gold member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God. I got him there. I got him there. Have you got? Have you got an answer yourself? I got my own personal one. This is a subjective question. Of course, the, one, the guy with the teeth, the metal teeth, and the big guy. What was that? that was, was good. Moonwalker, Moonwalker, Moonraker, Moonraker, <laughs> Goldfinger. Right? Everyone's starting to show their. Of course, Man. of course, of course. Someone would put Octopussy in. Of course, of course. Uh, of course. Oh, don't start! Don't start! It's too early. We've only just been alive a minute. Can I just yeah, call yeah, out? I remember that game. I remember that game. Sorry, James Pond. <laughs> Can I just call Martin's this one? Martin's the man. Martin, you Golden are the man. Eye. I always loved you, Martin. It's Goldeneye by a country mile. Mm, no. <laughs> Any no. with a Bond girl coming it's out of the scene. Games or films. The game it's is good. The game is the best game ever. It's not the best shooting right. ever. Who's the best Bond girl of all time? Ursula. Jacqueline Bisset was a good Bond girl. Yeah, Ursula Andres. Ursula Andres. Not now. Not then. Wait, who's that? <laughs> Which one's that? Which film? She was the one that oh, in, on the, Doctor on, no. on, in Doctor No came off the beach. In the Bro, she's, like, she's probably dead by now. Yeah, but that was back then. 
Nah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, she wasn't nah. the best one. Mate, no, you're only 21. You've only seen to like two Bond films. You've seen two Bonds. We've seen all seven, mate. Madeline Kahn. Jesus, Tom, Jesus, that's Jesus. the worst Bond ever. On Her Majesty's Secret Service was atrocious. That was. How worst can one, you yeah. say that? How can you say he's that? He's not a Bond, is he? Uh, that was that George Lazenby. George, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a Bond. No. Now you lot, <laughs> well... <laughs> nah, you lot what, don't know what you're talking about. Look what you're talking about. a good call. Pussy galore, yeah, yeah. On the Blackburn, <laughs> on the Blackburn, that was. No, there's only one Bond girl that is above all of them. Denise Richards. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Good call. call. Sorry, I don't know who she is. Sorry. No. You don't know who Denise Richards is? Emma, sorry. She's not the best. (laughs) (laughs) Emma's like, have we joined the wrong street? (laughs) Halle Berry's Berry's not a bad girl. I didn't think you were in yet. That's why we were talking about girls. So now you're in. We'll behave. Well, now you're in, Emma. Who's your favourite Bond girl? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry's overrated. Sorry, she's overrated. She's overrated. Yeah. Oh, sorry, then, I got that wrong it, then. Yeah, sorry, wrong, mate. Right, Subjective, but you got it wrong. You got it. You're wrong, <laughs> mate. You're wrong. Now you got the other. You know the one who I liked. She wasn't the best looking one, but it was her accent, man. In gold, in Goldeneye, uh, Natalia oh, Simonova. No. no, I tell you, it was gorgeous. Fiona Fullerton. She's not. She is. I don't know. You got to tell me what Bond is. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what Bond film she was in. I don't. I could have been a bit late to really. I would have missed much for What on earth are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know why I was stuck with it. I don't know why. When we play, we talk about other stuff. Welcome. Yeah. Look, look. Hey, look, look. Come on. That's brilliant. No, she doesn't jump on the FPL stream. She ain't. No. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be there. She'll be, she'll come one day when she's oh, there. Come on, Graham, man. Talk about bringing the mood down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Graham. Back to reality. Wake up, everyone. <laughs> what are we talking about? On that bond. Hey, bond. Hey, bond. <laughs> you fancy bond, a bit? Pussy galore. <laughs> oh no, no. Ivana on top, wasn't she on in Goldeneye as well? The one with the legs that would crush them all. But anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that, yeah. We'll have the fun first and like um like no, guys, we'll, we'll then move on to Forest. So we do the fun bit first. Well, M wants to know when it is, though. As I tell you, I tell you, I tell whenever you. Whenever I get a laptop, whenever I, I tell you, who's my who's my current <laughs> favorite? You know, kind of. Oh, she's quite. She's rather tasty. I'm talking about and Emma, that, and that, of course. But apart from Emma, because I'm not sexist, I don't want to think I'm being sexist. Is um. Well, you got to name a bloke. You're gonna mention a bloke now. Scarlett Johansson. That's Ooh, that's she's... sexist. She's lovely. That's sexist, mate. I thought you were going to say no, even if even if she was a man, she'd be gorgeous. So it's not sexist. <laughs> Have you seen her without makeup, and Oh, don't talk about that. I know all about that. Uh, don't, the, biggest don't look, I, the biggest disappointment I've had was seeing um, Kylie Minogue without makeup. God. Black, uh, right, I can't. Vlaco Dimadelli. She's better every week. What's all about Vlaco Dimadelli? 
The two names I can't say, and he's blended it into one. <laughs> Cruel. Thank you so much for the two Swiss francs, my guy. Ez, have you changed your PC, not the background? Well, yeah, I'm using my brother's PC while he's not here, unfortunately. Can I just say hi to my? Can I say hi to my real life bro? Hi, bro. Hey, Martin. Oh, hi, bro. That's my real life, hi, bro. bro. Is that real life? Hi, Dino's bro. Yeah, 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 real life. Is that your IRL, bro? Brilliant. IRL, yeah. <laughs> but wait, is that the plat hater, Dino? Huh? No, no, no that's Andy. Hater. He's the plat hater. <laughs> Everybody's Andy, a plat hater. The, the eldest brother's Andy, and he he um he supported Forrest all through. He went to both um European Cup finals, and then Platt took over, and then he went to support Arsenal. That'd be like Ant, really. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, it's a parallel there. I really. thought about that, to be honest. A bit like Ant. There's a parallel. Uh, 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 yeah. So, was it Platt that did it for you as well, Ant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, you know, do, do you remember under the Platt era, the player I hated more than anyone, I don't know why, um, was uh, Ricky, Ricky, uh, what was his surname? Um, Sk- Simica. 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 I thought he was good, man. I thought he was really good. Him. Why? He always he seemed to be injured. He always seemed to be injured. He was injured a lot. He He'd was be all right today, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking about football. We are. We're talking about Ricky. Ricky. All right, <laughs> let's get on with the football. Let's get on with the football. Right, let's get serious for a second. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This chat does my head in. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Why do you come on? Why do you come on a live stream and talk like that? <laughs> yeah, say it to his face. Um, say it to his face. <laughs> she's trolling him because she's beating him in FPL. Yeah, yeah. Talking about oh, talking about Langer's golden boots not in here. What? Say again. Talking about brothers. Let me see what my cheeky sod of a brother's done. There you go. How the hell can you swap? After two European Cup, I don't know. Stand, uh, uh, Nathan, speak yeah. to Ant. Speak to Ant. All right, all right. Let's let's get on with it because because the tune rep in here is actually asking us the forest questions. Well, these weirdos in the chat are asking some weird stuff. Anyway, let's get on with this. And as I am glad, I'm glad you're on because I want to start with you, right? Go. Because I I was lying there in my bed and I was thinking Thank about no. I don't no, like how it's starting. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about you. I was thinking about Morgan Gibbs White. Okay. In in a platonic manner. And like know. and I was there thinking, we spent 40 alleged million on him. Hmm. Have we seen a return on our investment yet? And then I thought back to last year, and it was around this time last year you gave your Churchill moment to Morgan Gibbs hmm. White. And then he went and scored his first goal against Brentford the following day. So I'm kind of just going to put it out there and chat. What are your thoughts at the moment on Morgan Gibbs-White? And this isn't a hate Morgan Gibbs-White because I get told that, you know, I've got Morgan Gibbs-White goggles. But I think it's time he gets... Morgan, if you're watching, Tristan, if you're watching, make sure Morgan sees this. Mm. Is it time for that Ez Churchill speech again? To get him oh, on side nice. because we've only had one assist out of him so far, bro. He's meant to be our main man. Is this yeah, the game bro. where Morgan comes back into form and sorts this shit out and gets us something? Over to you, Ez. Come on, Ez. Yeah, I'm getting to the stage where I'm starting to think about calling him out. I've been more disappointed with his start this season than I was last season. And I had a and I had a little pep talk with him at this stage that he said last season. So yeah, I think it's about time, mate, because um 
I look at what he's supposed to offer the team and what his role is supposed to be in the team. And I still believe Cooper's building a team around him. And I don't think he's really returning that um, faith that Cooper's shown in him for a start. I think he's had an easy ride. I think he's had games where if anybody else was in that kind of form, you would have taken him out um, and given him a, a little break from the team. And he's ridden through it. He was dropped for a half of game and then he came back in and he looked decent in that second half. And I could say that he actually helped turn that game. But overall, no, I've been really disappointed with him. And I think it's because he's had such an easy ride of it because there is no pressure on him. There's no pressure for his position. There's no pressure for his place. Um, and he hasn't hit anywhere near what we would expect from him. So if you're talking just purely on value for money, we haven't had value for money off him yet. And um, I think if he's been distracted about possibly trying to get into England team and stuff like that, he's a mile off. He's an absolute mile off. So he needs to really step up his game big time because not only will he be letting himself down, he'll be letting Cooper down. Cooper's shown, like a lump it, Cooper's shown utmost faith in him and he hasn't mm. repaid even that. So it doesn't matter what the fans think of him actually right now because the, the man who's given him the opportunity, he's not delivering for him. So, yeah, you need to step up big time, MG Dub, because it's about time that you became the player that everybody thought you were going to be. And at times last season, you were. No doubt about it. And at times last season, he changed games and um, his link-up play was was the difference. But this season, we haven't seen it. And it's we're 10 games in. And how much more time does he need to be given? Because if he's not, then you need to think about a whole new structure. Because if you can't build a team around him and he's your top player and he's not delivering, then you need to move on. Everyone get a bet on Morgan Gibbs White to score tomorrow. <laughs> Trust me. Exactly. I don't know whether I'm I don't know whether I'm roused or aroused after that speech. <laughs> yeah, it's all right scoring tomorrow. It's bloody Sunday we've got to worry about. <laughs> you've just you've just done an ass I know, I know. I know. they're gonna be all over it in the chat and this is a great point by harvey is he being played in his right position or is he square peg round hole scenario he's had plenty of opportunities in the right position i don't think you can lay that one against him solely and the quality player is a quality player no matter where you put him um i'm sure if you put Zidane on the on the right wing, he'd be a fantastic player. Yes. Um, yeah, we're disappointed because it's not it's not lived up to expectations. We can see promise there, and it's quite astonishing how every opposing supporter you speak to and say, "Is anybody in the Forest team that you you'd like in your team, or you're worried about?" Instantly, it's MGW. And I've said on a few occasions on this cast that there's a, a media loving with MGW. Because I've mm. seen him play atrociously of coming home and on the radio was saying what a fantastic player he is. And I'm thinking, you're not <coughs> you're not doing your job now. You're not telling the truth. Now, everybody's entitled to a pure game now and again, a, a poor game now and again. Unfortunately, with Morgan at the moment, I'm not seeing anything from him. I'm not seeing any creativity. I'm not seeing any uh, scoring power, any... You know, there's been the odd through ball that's been so it shows he's got it because he's done the odd fantastic through ball and whatever. But for the price we paid, and I think as is quite right in one of his things, he said where he's got no backup. It's worse than that. It's that Cooper's and others have practically come out and said the team will be built around Morgan Gibbs. Why? He must feel 
you know, untouchable in that in that team. And that's the problem. And I don't think at the moment, let's put it this way. If he wasn't Morgan Gibbs' wife, if he was a kid coming through the academy, there's no way people would be saying all these things about him. There's no way they would say it. So he's living, little, he's living a little bit off reputation and name at the moment, I believe. And you say Cooper's building the team around him. Is it? I get what you're saying, but this then confuses me because... He's not building it around his best position. In my opinion, I don't know what you guys think. I think no, no, his no, best I, position is the 10. Yeah, it's, it's, more, it's more of a fact. Yes, it's okay to build your team around a fab fabulous player. That, you know, lots of teams do that. Yeah. The trouble is, it's not so much he's building the team around him. It's, it's a case of he's getting him in that team no matter what, whether he's suited to the role, whether he's suited to the yeah. opposition. He'll still try and prize Morgan Gibbs-White in. And, and you're right, that's not doing him any good. It's not doing him any good. He'd be better off being dropped than being put in the wrong position and having mm. a put another poor game, in, in my opinion. People, please understand, I still love the guy. I still want him more than anything to succeed. I'm just not seeing... I'm not really seeing anything at the minute that suggests he's going to. Mm. Dino, what's your take on this MGD well, discussion? He's had more game time than anyone in the, in the last season and a bit, hasn't he? I mean, he's literally played every game other than a little injury. And then when he was dropped for that half a match, um, I still think we're trying to shoe on him into a position that doesn't suit Forrest as a 10. And I think if you are going to play him as a 10, you've got to play him as a very advanced 10. He comes back too much for me. Um, I think he stopped the flicks and tricks so much and trying to take the whole team on. Mm. But like Ant said, you know, if, if somebody like Cooper said, um, we're going to build a team around him, then isn't that a lot of pressure on the young lad? He can't help the fact that how much he cost. That's not his problem. That's how much Forrest were willing to pay. That's not him. So, you know, you, you don't know. He must feel a lot of pressure on his shoulders. I th I think he'll come good now. I saw enough in the looting game, and I know nobody agrees with me, but I saw enough in the looting game that he's simplifying his play, and he just needs to concentrate on what his job is. And his job is primarily to set up chances for the forwards yeah and then secondly get goals himself and he's not doing it he's got one assist and no goals this season and that's his primary role and he needs to look at that and emma put privileged earlier and, and we know from the we know that he um has a good opinion of himself let's put let's let's say like that but you know he's not doing his job he's not doing his job against other Tens, you know, you look at somebody like, I mean, Madison. 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 Mm. What was he? Half the price? He was, was 40. 40. I know about saying 40. Yeah, similar. 40. Okay. But look at him. Look at him. So he needs to look at other players, his peers, I suppose, in, in the teams around him and just say, mm. forget, forget the team. Just look at somebody like Madison and say, you know, similar age bracket, He's already, Madison's already in the England setup. How do I get there? And it's through effort, clever play, not trying to take on every man and his dog and just being an assist merchant initially and then bagging some goals as well. If, if to be we honest, all, you can do that from the right, but I'd still like to see him as an eight. Do, do really we all, yeah, but do we all agree that he's, 
He's a, he, do we all agree that he's a number 10 and he's bought in as a number 10? Because I do understand That's what Dino's problem. saying about possibly moving him to an eight. But he was bought in as a number 10. And how many times out of a 10 games this season have we actually played a number 10? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Do, I do totally agree you know? with you, Ez. 100% he was bought in as a 10. But then who's our backup 10? Yeah. Aguilera. Aguilera. And, and that, that, you know, so, and how many times, sorry, Anne, how many times does it oh. mess up the formation? When we I got to answer the door. You guys keep going. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That, that, that's the problem, Dino. He was brought in as a number 10. Nobody plays with a number 10 anymore. Mm. Tottenham do. And look at their number 10. He's the only one that, you know, you say he's got to look at his peers. Well, his peers basically is Madison. You tell yeah, me another number exactly, 10. Yeah. But you, yeah. you, you look no, at Madison's heat gone. map. Look at Madison's heat map and look how deep he comes to come and get the ball. You know, he progresses yeah. it from from his own penalty area at times, you know. So he's developed his plate to fit in with the system that um, uh, 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 Ange wants at Tottenham. This is what I'm not seeing from uh, MG Dub, enough adaptability. Because if we have to change the way we play, then he needs to move along with that you can't be a one-trick pony if that that position that he he thinks he's best in and i think i agree that he'd probably be best if we played the number 10 he'd that's his position but if that's not what we're playing then he needs to be more, more adaptable we talked about it about jono last season how you know on certain sides of the field i, can't, I don't know what you're laughing at uh certain uh, he he Jono was strictly right side of uh, our midfield. We've seen him for Tottenham playing left side. I don't want to go into a Jono rant, but good players need to be able to adapt to their positions. And if he's not being played as a number 10, I've not seen enough from uh, MG Dub to say that he can play wide on the right because he doesn't look comfortable when he plays right on the right coming in or wide on the left coming in as he was towards the end of last season. So he needs to do a lot more to make himself undroppable because at the moment, I don't think he is undroppable. If I was, how do you think Madison had performed coming in off the right? I think he'd perform a lot better if I'm honest. But that's what I mean. But he he's an adaptable player, so he's adapted his game. You know, he's, he's technically he's better as well than MGW is. I don't think MGW's yeah, yeah. done that. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, the difference is between what I see in Madison and what I see in MGW is Madison does pick the ball up from Basuma a lot. So in that CDM position, and he'll bring it yeah. forward and lay it off. But he's then sprints to get to the forward line and join yeah. that four, five up front on that line, like the attacking line. Whereas Gib Morgan tends to stay in that hole. And mm. that's the difference between Madison and MGW. Yeah. MGW stays in the hole, whereas Madison goes but from here to here also, very quickly and joins the But also there's line. an end product from Madison. And we and we've we, we got a labour on it a little bit, actually. MG Dub's finishing is horrific. It's not just mm. bad, it's horrific. You know, how many shots has he actually hit the target with? When he does get an opportunity, he seems to rush it. Um, there's no composure. So he's got no end product. So there's no point in him going any further because he can't you can't finish off a chance. So Madison's uh, you know, he is probably um the best number 10 for England, let's put it that way, if we just narrow it down. Um and MG Dub is a mile off him, but he's got so much to his game. MG Dub needs you know to do the basics right, you know. Take him off corners. M's mentioned it already. Take him off corners. I've seen a couple of corners from the likes of, um, I think, um, I, think uh, I know Williams put a couple in towards Nico, the end of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, they were a lot Dominguez better. Dominguez could. Know. Dominguez, Dominguez yeah. that, was, that was the name I was uh, searching for. But um, I think at times he, he's got so much more to improve in his game. 
his price tag was what it was, and that's what we have to pay to get him. But he hasn't lived up to it yet, and he needs to really add a lot more to his game for me to be undroppable. But he's undroppable at the moment because he's Cooper's, he's Cooper's number one, isn't he? But if you're if you're going to be objective about it, um, he's he shouldn't be in the team at times. You know, he should be dropped. To be honest, to be honest I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed if he came to us for fifteen million at the minute. I'd still be saying the same thing. It's not. It's not mm. that he's not living up to his yeah. price tag. Uh, He's just not playing well. And I, I mean, I've always said, my, the way I judge a midfielder on class is when they look like they've got time. Now, Madison, he gets the ball. He looks like he's got time and space. It seems to me, and you can blame Forest, other Forest players if you like, but it seems to me that every time he gets the ball, he's in a rush. He always seems mm-hmm. to be in a rush. That's why yeah, yeah, the yeah. trips come, come in. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on, Morgan. Can't you just receive the ball, step back and make some space for yourself yeah. and look like you've got, you know, and then you can play the balls, which is what Madison does. Whereas Morgan always looks like he's flicking, tricking and, and you know. He's he looks sorry in possession. It's, it's, I mean, Madison's a great The point about Emma, I think actually needs talking about because we talk about technical ability. Corners and free kicks, that's where your technical, technical ability shows and there's none. There's none. He should not be on those on those um, mm. corners and free kicks. And they haven't improved because you were you were pissed off about it from day one last yeah, season. Yeah, long time. You bro, see yeah. improvement in the corner qualities. The only improvement I've seen is that he can now overhit them rather than just always hitting the first man. So he's yeah. got more height on them. But let me let me ask you boys this question. I don't. I kind of want to point it Ez's way. I don't know why, but I just do. A couple of guys have said it. Um, Tricky Mickey saying, is he missing Jono? Oh, um, that also came from Emma as well. But before we do, just got a quick super chat from Crypto. Thank you for the two pounds, bud. MGW stays in the hole. So he's basically <laughs> cheap. <laughs> only Crypto, only Crypto. <laughs> you know what? I don't it's Friday night. Up. It's, it's it. pervert night. <laughs> We had, we had to read that out, folks. He's paid for it. He's paid for it. Paid, <laughs> you, you can say what you want when you pay for it. Um, but yeah, go on, Ed. You start us off on this one because I know John is your boy. Um, do you think he's missing? He was. John is not my boy anymore. It's Dominguez. Have you not been keeping up with... Uh... No. <laughs> it's the same conversation we had last season. Is Jono missing um, uh, Jed? You know, uh, how long are we going to keep <laughs> going on about these kind of things for? You know, it's a bit of a sentimentality. He's, he's a... He's a Premier League player playing in for one of the most historic teams in in football, um, and he shouldn't be missing his mates from earlier on in the season. No, he's got to be bigger than that, you know. If it if it was between like I think you mentioned on your preview earlier with uh, the Villa guy who was actually pretty good yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Um, talking about how you know last season any mention of our players it was always MG Dub and Jono, you know. Um, now it's MG Dub. On his own, so he's the main man now. So why he should be whimpering after his mates or anything like that, I don't understand. <laughs> but he's got better players around him now, and that's what I'm not seeing. But an improvement in his game by having better players around him. So he he, he can shed a tear for Jono. I'm sure there's no point in it because Jono is much better off financially and everything else than he was at Forest. So there's no need for him to be uh, pining after his mate. He needs to step up his game. Simple as that. There's nobody else to blame for what you put out, you know. So as as a as a footballer, as a Premier League footballer, as somebody who has had a lot of money invested in him, he shouldn't be looking anywhere else. He should be stepping up. 
And I think that's what it, I think this, what my uh, uh, call to uh, action is from him. Step up, mate. Step up and step up to the plate and be the man that everyone's, you're telling everyone you are, you know, um, because we've heard stories about MG Dub behind the scenes and he is a bit of a prima donna, you know, he does like things his way. So if you're going to be like that behind the scenes, you need to, on, on the stage, on the big stage, you need to perform, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I don't think he should be missing his any of any of his mates or pining after anybody else. Can, can, I, can I just send your face at this comment? Mm. Yeah, you we've face. got more points and more goals and less goals conceded than the same time last season. What do you mean we're struggling without Brennan? Yeah, I don't That's think so. Bollocks, that is. But Even let me go back. Sorry, sorry, everybody's entitled to their opinion. It's not bollocks. I just happen to disagree with that. Yeah, um, that's it's, fine. It, it's, it's always easy when a player leaves and you're going through a a dry patch to, to say, look at how we said it about Jed last season. Oh, if we had Jed, we'd be prim winning the Premier League. No, we wouldn't. We would have. We would have. <laughs> no, but what I was going to just... say was, what I was going to say was, people are saying MGW is missing Brennan. He might be missing him as an outlet. Because I remember talking many years ago to a guy called Neil Webb, who used to be a midfielder for England and Forest. Oh, and he said to me, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got it, haven't you? He said Webby. to me, he said, he said to me, Franz Carl made my career. He says, because when I was in that centre, if ever I was in trouble, I could just boot it out to the right wing and mm. I knew Franz Carl would be there and take it on. And that's gospel. That's Neil Webb. And I think MG might have had a bit of that last season. Any problems? Out to Jono. Easy mm. ball. Out to the wing is an easy ball. Mm. So maybe he's missing him in that respect, that he's not looking quite so good because he's not got that easy out ball. Now he's got to use his brain and try and find somebody else. That's a worry if that's the case because he should be better than that. Sure, mm -hmm. I put the I put the poll up, chat. I've got to ask it, seeing that and just dismissed all of you that said so. But do you think MGW is missing, Jono? Sixty-four percent of you so I far. I might say yes, yes for the reasons I've just mentioned. It was an easy out ball for him. Can can we make sure that Ant is wrong and make sure the poll goes yes, please? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's. No, he just said yes. <laughs> he's voted yes himself. <laughs> Wait, vote no. Everyone vote no. Go on, Dino. I don't think he's personally missing him. I don't think he's. I don't think he's personally missing him. I agree with Ant that there's that out ball that's easy for a fast, very fast winger, one of the fastest in the um, in the league. But you know, he's he's a professional footballer. He's he's sensible and intelligent enough to be able to adapt. But the problem is that. A lot of these players haven't. I mean, you look at um, you look at the wingers we've got. They're in and out. They're in and out either because we play a narrow formation or injury. So he's not really had chance to get that bond with them yet and understand where the they want the ball played. <laughs> understand where they want the ball played. But yeah, Johnny was an easy outlet for him. Whether he's missing him or not, I'd, I'd, I'm not so sure. But you know, he, he needs to. For me, Jono needs to look at his own game. And, and like I say, if he looks at the likes of Madison, look how he transitions up the pitch very, very quickly and get to the forward a bit further up the field rather than... He, t he tends to mill around between the, the the central defensive midfield position and the halfway line for me, a lot. If you look at his games, there are a lot down that channel there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that... You know, he's got not not he's not worried about other people and his teammates. He just he just needs to find whoever's running. The problem is not enough people are running. You know, certainly from those 
the two eights not running enough. Yeah. Dominguez does it a lot. But then you've got Mangala who doesn't do it at all. Mm. I mean, the only time I can remember Mangala forward is when he scored. And then Sangare is kind of, he doesn't do it either too much. So he's not got many options to pass to. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. He's not got many options to pass to. All right. That comes from no. just quick point. What? No, I was just going to say a quick point about that movement. That comes from confidence. If you know the ball's going to stick and somebody's going to pass it on, you're going to make those runs. If that doesn't happen, you you make a couple of runs and it doesn't, and if the ball doesn't stick, you're going to stop doing it. So it, that is down to the way we play, and we don't have a strike. What Taiwo's it definitely improved in that manner, but holding on to the ball, we just don't have it at the moment. You know, we don't have somebody who does that. And a number ten, a good number ten, is able to do that as well. And I've not seen that from MG Dub. He's not somebody who holds on the ball, waits for people to run past him, and then yeah. plays the ball through. He doesn't do that, does he? So he doesn't work well with his back to goal. Um, so he needs to improve his game. Sorry, that, that's my. It's almost point. like it's almost like he panics a lot of the time. I'm not saying he does, but it looks that way because he he seems to rush a lot of things. Mm. I mean, he's a young player. He can he can improve. He's young. I don't want people to think we're all down on him. We want him out and blah blah. No, blah, no, blah. I just think it needed to be spoken about because. Yeah. I I think look we've called say Joe Worrell for example when he's been playing crap we called him out yeah. to be honest I think MGW's had an easy ride and I yeah. just thought it's worth discussing because I, I I won't deny it he's still my favorite player in the team but um I just wanted to do this mainly because when we did it last time Ez got him to score a goal no. So um, get your money on it for something. Honestly, that's my whole motivation to do this. The one time we've done it before has got him to score a goal. Cool. Okay, I'll put a poll on just because you guys are asking for it. Would you drop him or not? 65% said yes. You Ooh. turncoats. Can I um can I just bring this comment back? You did put it up earlier. Yeah, the great comment. This is Tottenham do yeah, attack yeah. in the attacking phase for Tottenham, they end up with six up front. And they cover all the half spaces. It's it's fantastic to see, or five at a minimum. They go, mm. they end up going two, three, five, in in terms of the formation in their attacking phase. And it, if if John, if um, MGW had as Johnno, if MGW had that, then I'm sure he'd find a lot more key passes. Yeah, well, it'd be oh, easier, yeah. wouldn't it? Let, let's be honest, it yeah. would be easier. So great. <laughs> I literally wanted to spend all I wanted was as to go Churchill for five minutes and then that guaranteed MGW score is 35 minutes on, later. <laughs> hey, don't forget, 15 MGW, of that was I'm talking about James The other problem we have is when we have MGW inside, it absolutely fucks up the formation. That's yeah. that's the biggest problem because nobody so plays, apart from Spurs, nobody plays a number 10 anymore. And he's trying to put yeah. that guy in it. You know, I love him, etc., etc. But there are times, I think I said in the last game, we need to drop MGW so we can have our proper front three, our middle three, and our back four. You'd make a good eight, man. You'd make a good eight. You're Mike, right, Anne, when you said it. that. Mike, I sure. love you, Mike. I love you because you're segueing so perfectly into our mm. next topic and you're shutting Ant and Dino up. Thank you, bro. Something I've never been able to figure <laughs> out. Thank you so much for the five pounds. January mm -hmm. window can't come quick enough. We need two more attackers. Uh, we need two more attackers, comp two more attackers competition for MG Dub and Taiwo. As much as I love you, bro, you need a bit of structure to that sentence, but I get what you're <laughs> trying to say there. Um, thanks so much, Mike, for the five pounds. This is what I want to talk about. So, 
I want to talk about Taiwo and this cryptic message we got. Just before I do that, uh, just quickly, I'm going to close that poll. 63% of you would drop Morgan Gibbs White. And please take a quick second, hit the like button if you haven't already, and subscribe. You know the drill. Go on. on. Uh, let, let's kick this one off with you, Dino. <laughs> Taiwo, you, you watched Cooper's press conference today. Yeah. Can you please decipher what the fuck he was saying about I, I think, I exactly Yeah, I mean, I saying. think he's got an injury that needs an op. That yeah. needs an operation. But mm. it can get through certain games. And I can't remember who had it the other season. There was another player that had it where they were playing through, but then at the end of the season, they had an operation. So I think it's something like that. I think that's the problem. But he's so key to us up until January. I mean, we desperately need a good quality striker in January. Uh, and I think two quality wingers as well to back up who we've got. Chris Wood, will be, we Chris t- Wood will be back by then. Don't panic. <laughs> well, that's fine, Chris Wood coming back, but I still think we t- need two wingers as well, you know, because he, Cooper himself even said he wants to play the four. And I think he will play the 4 3 3 against Villa, personally. I know I've seen some five back formations, but if everybody was fit, I think he'd play a four at the back. And I think his formation going forward is 4 3 3. And we're too light up front to play 4 3 3 all season. That's the downside. Mm. So. For me, I think Taiwo, will he start? I think in a way, he's, I don't know, he's got to, but he won't get a full game. Is he game. bluffing, Dina? Is he bluffing, like I'm saying? No, I think, there's a, I think there is a problem there that's a bit deeper than, I think he can get through some 90 minutes, but if, I think if you give him 10 games at 90 minutes, it'd, it'd send him backwards. Yeah, you know I play as well, Mark. It says I read it as I read it. Sorry, I read it the same way. We're going to play him basically until there's a gap big enough to put him got, under the knife. I've gone. I've gone. I've gone. I've gone. Oh, that's brilliant! That's it. You hit the nail on the head. This is all bullshit <laughs> yeah. to keep him here over January, isn't it? But yeah. there's a very similar situation happening right now at Chelsea. They had two players out with bad hamstring. They had Reese James out and they had um, Badashile out. Badashile had an operation. He was out for five months, but now he's back. And the chances are he's back. Reese James, they're trying to nurse him. And look what keeps happening to Reese James. Mm-hmm. That's, I believe, that's the situation we've got with Taro. He needs okay. surgery, but he can get through the odd games now and again. So do you take him out for five months and get him right? Or do you keep playing him through, hoping he can get to. Afcon or the end of a season or whatever. I think that's the that's what they're dealing with at Forest at the moment. All right, what would you do, Ant? What would you do? Holy shit! I've never heard him go silent. We're just speechless. I'd push him through it. I'd put, long as it's not making it like worse, so that when he does his operation, he's out longer. Long as it's not going to add to his recovery, recuperation time from his surgery, I would push him through as far as we can. And then when it comes to it, get him under the knife because we need the guy. Now, in January, we, we can address it because we yep. can go to the market. So until January, I'd be tempted to push it. I, I'm not a medical expert, so I don't know how bad it is and how much it affects him. But if he can get through games until January, that's what I would do. And then get a good striker in and put him under the knife or end of the season, whatever. But it just, Ed, this just annoys me. Mm. There's a video coming yeah, out yeah, on yeah, this tomorrow, defender. by the way. Bring that up. Yeah, defender. yeah there's, uh, the reason I haven't spoken about it today is because we got a video on it tomorrow. There's been too much content today. We couldn't put it in anywhere else. Um, if we're signing a fucking centre back, Ed, we got Tyro who's. <laughs> 
Reckon, you know, the Both new the right, right, right hand side equivalent of Murillo, and if had two mm. like that, oh, but, but seriously, like, where's the only striker we've been linked to is uh, I forgot his name now, Garassi from yeah, Frank, Frankfurt, yeah, Frankfurt, that's it, yeah, but that's dead. <clears throat> like, should we not be hearing more about strikers than another center back? We've already got like nine of them, man. Yeah, I mean, just like Anne said, I'm excited by the sound of this guy, but that's not where we should be uh, putting our focus on right now. And it is kind of uh, worrying that we haven't heard any links with attacking players as such. Not not just a striker. I mean, I agree with Dina. We need wingers. We need a couple of wingers to yeah. be able to play yeah, a formation that I think would suit us best. Um, so it is worrying if we haven't been linked with us. But I do like the sound of this guy. And it does sound like a right-sided Marilla. But we've got Amabamadeli as well, you know, waiting yeah, to come yeah, through. Yeah. So, but, but, I mean, I do like the planning for the future. I understand that. Um, but where I think our problems are, and I think it's clear for every Forest fan to see where we're short, that's not where we're. That's not where we're hearing any links. So that is a little bit worrying. Maybe they've. I'm sure they're th- they're thinking about it, but and I'm, I'm sure it's good in a way that there aren't any um, leaks coming out because what we don't want is to be usurped. Because January is the hardest transfer window because prices are going to be um, overpaid. Um, players are going to be at a premium unless you're getting somebody coming into the last 18 months of a contract or something like that you know you're or, not or going Brazil. to get deals in January or, or Brazil um, where their season's different yeah, yeah absolutely but if you, you got to keep kind of keep your cards close to your chest especially with the attacking players so I can kind of understand it why there hasn't been any leaks but I would definitely be focusing my attention as the recruitment team on attacking players uh, in January, because that's one where we're going to be losing our most key players, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not just AFCON. Uh, from an FPL point of view, guys, there's an Asian Cup as well going on. So players like Son, <laughs> just from an FPL point of view, players like Son will be going out at the same time as well. And that's in January as well. So just bear that in mind when you're um, picking your teams and doing your wild cards and stuff. But we Can are going to be losing key players, you know. So you, you gotta you got to be looking at attacking players anyway. That, that's where we're short. That's where every single Forest fan will agree that we're short. And uh, it would be nice to hear a few... Uh, leaks, but I can also understand why nothing's coming coming through at the moment. This is fairly uh, critical yeah. for me. It's fairly critical for me. And it's the difference between us fighting relegation again this season, although I don't think we'll go down because of the teams that are below us. But, you know, being down there and being 10th, I think that's the difference with if we get, if we don't get anybody in January to cover those three positions up front, we're going to be at the other end of the table, unfortunately. And that's not being negative. There's just, there's just no way around it. You, we're not scoring enough goals as it is. We're not creating enough chances yeah. and we're not scoring enough goals. So being light up front with so many injuries, it, it's going to be even worse. It's just going to be like a a defence-happy team for the rest of the season if we don't sort it out in Jan. So it's critical for me that we, we get attacking players in. and We don't need guess, any more defensive. At I the guess minute, what? I have a solution. And would you are you are you with us or are you are you fit? Are you I fit somebody else? Oh yeah. Uh, and the, like by the way, this is Rob who I did the um, Cooper and Cooper out debate with. Hi Rob. And you, I, I think he's spot on. We have two wingers that Crazy. are sitting out on loan. And Fucking would you bring Dennis and our Chuck Scarper in as well? <gasps> 
let's assume they can, depending on their contract. But would you bring them both back in? Because I'm sorry, Dennis you, didn't get given a chance. You you say I'd bring in Scarper as well as an afterthought. I'd bring Scarper in absolutely, mate. I'd bring Scarper mm. in. And Dennis as well. Yeah, I would bring them both back. Why? We've got two bodies there that can do, that are very talented players. Very talented players, both of them. Whether you like Dennis or not, he scored 10 goals in the Premier League in, for Watford. He can do the job. And I've seen little glimpses of him where he's looked good. He needs a bit of a run in the game and he needs building up a little bit. But Dennis and Scarper, absolutely. Why are we going out looking for the wingers? Are you going to get better than them two? But my, my argument, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you and I'm still not 100% sold on Dennis, but I'll go with you guys on it. But what's the point with the manager that we've got at the moment? He did not want him. He did not mm -hmm. play them. There's absolutely no point in bringing them back and sitting them on our bench or, you know, you sitting them in the stand. January, We're not going to yes. get a game under Cooper. So there's you absolutely no point. Good point. Absolutely no point at the moment. I'm sure yeah, a different manager would see him in a different what, way. not here in January, yes. Well, that's what I mean. Just that's saying. about play. A different manager may see those plays in a different um with a different eye you know and maybe one to bring them back in i mean the, the other one you know omar omar richards has he had a single minute he's injured in again is. he's injured well, this yeah. is what i mean so oh, it's frustrating but, but I, I understand what you guys are saying about dennis and scarpa but under this manager there's absolutely no point let's just move on i agree um yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Cooper's under any pressure. Looking at his press conference today, he didn't look under any pressure whatsoever. Oh, he is under pressure. Oh, he's he under is. pressure. I do see. I saw a lot. I mean, let's just uh, you brought it up. You know, I just wanted to mention a couple of things that I noticed about it. Um, is he definitely keeps going on about the fans and the, the atmosphere? And uh, I've been to this will be. I am going on Sunday. Sunday, yeah, I am going on Sunday to this <laughs> game. Uh, but I've missed a few this season and. Um, but the ones that I have been to, the atmosphere has not been all that at all. Um, Ant can tell me, I, I'm not sure we've had this conversation, I'm sure I've not missed anything in the games and there was some booze at the end of a Luton game, for example, which I haven't heard in, in a while out of City Ground, not since uh, yeah, Luton yeah, days, yeah. that's for sure. Um, yeah. And I just kind of feel like he's just putting all the, taking, deflecting pressure off himself. And I think um, from what Dino was saying, I think it was the opposite. I think he's under pressure and he was almost like smiley, smiley, everything's all right. Um, on the surface, he's making it look like it's all right. But I think deep down, he's under a hell of a lot of pressure and he needs to be as well. I'm sorry, there's, there's no Premier League manager who isn't under pressure. Even if you're Pep Guardiola, you're under pressure. There's not a single one. So he should be under pressure. That's the that's yeah. job that he's paid for, you know? Em, I promise you, he has not got the season. Um, he will be fine if he gets a result or two coming up. But and just on that point that Ez was making, the atmosphere um, at the at the city ground, they are, Ez is right. He did allude to it and talk about, you know, the fan support and what have you and all the other boring bellends as well on YouTube have been saying similar stuff that it's yeah. on the fans to do it. Where, where do you stand on this? And chat, where do you stand on this? Is it for the fans to to push the players or is it for the players to push the fans or is it both? And chat, what do you think? Uh, can, with, me, with me, I think it's a bit of both. You know, I mean, if, it's for, I mean I've been to a lot of football matches, believe you me. And, and if the team's playing boring, sure, negative football, you the crowd's never up. I mean, people will tell you about Liverpool. They won 3-0 last week against us and they'll tell you it was silent in there because there was no mm. pressure. There was no... Uh, what's the word? Jeopardy Edge. in the game. Mm. And mm. 
I mean, last season, we rode the crest of getting promoted. So the fans were unbelievable. But I'm afraid football moves on. And in your second season, you kind of, well, we're Premier League now. We want to see a bit more. We want to see us going up that mm. table now. Just surviving is no longer what we're aiming for. So obviously, the fans want to see something. And if they're not seeing that, if they're not seeing something they can believe in, then they're going to be quiet. And it has been. I mean, there's been times this season when I've been at City Ground, when I've been like, Fucking hell, it's quiet in here. You know, we've got this reputation, and we have. We've built up a fantastic reputation of being incredible fans. And I thought, this is spoiling our reputation, this is. People are going to go away on their vlogs and say, well, it's quiet at the city ground today. And I don't mm. want that. Mm. The only thing I would say is that we've, we've played shit teams this season mm. where we've expected to win. We, absolutely. Nobody can deny it. We've expected to beat Sheffield, Burnley, Brentford, um, the other one. Luton. Luton. Yeah. Luton. We yeah. expected to win. Yeah. And if you're not playing sparkling football, the crowd sit there thinking, well, come on then. Come on then. What's going off here? Now, this match on Sunday is against a very, very good team. So I think the atmosphere will be, I'm hoping, and I believe mm. the atmosphere will be better because I think the Forest fans will feel they need to push the team on. Whereas in the other games, they felt, well, we shouldn't need to, you know. But so that's what I believe. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping Sunday will be, will be a lot better. Yeah, but that's the same again, though. Should we have to be the ones pushing them on? Because I don't... Last season, there were times, let's be honest, where we knew we weren't the better team against some of these yeah. other, with opposition. This this season, all the games that we've played this se- uh, so far at home, I would have said we were the better team. We should have been the better team in those games. That's my point, Ed. That's my point. Yeah. That the five fans went there with expectation and it wasn't coming to fruition. So they were getting frustrated as well as bored. They were getting frustrated. I, um, yeah, no, I, I take on this that, point. But then, like I say, you, you say going into this game, then, you know, do Forest fans need to do a bit more because it is a bigger game? But the players should be looking at it that way, surely, shouldn't they? You know, they yeah, should be yeah, saying, yeah, look, if we haven't performed against these less, less things. And I think the other point, sorry, just, just while I'm on it, um, the other thing that I think really harms us is the difference in formation from playing away from home and playing at home, playing against a top six, seven team and playing against... I think that we just haven't got the quality of players in terms of um, having that, uh, one, experience in the Premier League, two, being able to adapt to different formations. I don't think we've got that right now. And I think it's harming us. Cooper needs to stick to a formation and I think just play with it through thick and thin and get the players understanding that formation because it's chopping and changing. We're seeing it's not working. It really isn't. Can I just mention this? Um, Yeah. Eddie's uh, crowd reacts to the team. I agree with that. And if they're not putting in the effort, neither does the crowd. But I do agree with what Rob put earlier that it kind of goes hand in hand. And when when the players need it, feel like they need it, if you see them do this to the crowd, don't you? That's when Mm. they're sort of crying out for that extra man, so to speak. So I do think the crowd plays a part. But on the flip side... You know, have we not got the best away support in the country? That's out sing almost every single. No, uh, Liverpool is flat, Dina. Liverpool is flat. <laughs> but, but so were their fans. Away the last There's few games, we off, let's take last season. Let's take last season as an example. We, you know, our away support is just incredible. Yeah, our away form was awful. So there's exactly. no, I kind of get the correlation, but then I don't get the correlation. The players, I'm sorry to say this, and I know a lot of people hate it, but they get paid enough as a professional. You know, in my job, I don't need my clients standing there clapping at me for me to do a good job. I don't. 
And it's the same thing. To, to be honest, to be honest, I don't think money is the motivation. Once those players cross that white line, I think it should be competitive spirit, not money. I don't think they're out there the thinking, I'm going to play well today because I get paid this much money. I don't think they even think about the money. When they're out on that pitch, I think that they think they should want to, you know, be the best that they can be for themselves, for the team and for the, mm. for the supporters. I agree. No, I was going to say, just to the guys, you know, don't you think it was so much better back in the day when the wages were lower and you relied on your goal bonuses and your win bonuses and things like that? You know, it doesn't matter nowadays, does it? You know, even you, the kind of money that they're on this, these days, there's no incentive to uh, play a little bit better. But that was, yeah, just, just my point. I think no, they should be more. Ed, Ed, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, mate, but if you go back to the 70s, 80s, 90s, some of the crowds were pathetic. They were pathetic. Mm. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't even fill half of our stadium most of the time. You know what I mean? It, it is true. It, yeah, but and even I even I go back to when we were doing the playoffs, yeah, in 03 that season. Mm. In the semi-finals, the atmosphere wasn't like it was when we played them again uh, two years ago. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of with Dino on this one. It's I think it's the player's responsibility, if I'm being honest. The fans <laughs> doing it is a bonus. Mm, it really exactly. is. It's a bonus, yeah. Mm, and it's something yeah. that... Sh- here, here's the key thing for me. The fans, um, like, getting loud and boisterous, that should be earned by the players. It should not be mm. guaranteed. Because otherwise, that can, in itself can cause complacency. Because if you're seeing mediocrity on the pitch, for example, yeah and you're applauding and being loud about it, that in itself could be giving some players a free pass. So that's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah, the last season, the atmosphere was like I've never heard before in the games I was at. Even when you go to, I went to like the Arsenal's um, game, the Man City game, flat. All the good ones. In their crowd, flat, yeah. yeah. 11 goals to zero. I really enjoyed those two. But do you know what I mean? It's like, I think it has to be earned in some respects, mm. but at the same time, I do get it when it's given as well. It, it's, it's a complicated one. I can give you the perfect example, actually. Sometimes you watch a game and it's really flat and the crowd's flat and the game's flat and then somebody comes in with a crunching tackle yes. and it gets all the crowd up and everything. Yeah. That shows yeah. you that the crowd react to the players. You've got to do something to earn yeah. that. That's exactly what turn, I'm saying. those moments, but it's, it's instigated by the player. Not the fans. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Agreed. Okay. So let's, let's move on for once. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of think we all agree that we don't agree, but we kind of agree with a little bit of everything. <laughs> no. Why do you have to complicate so, things? Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you guys about is, and I just put a poll on that, by the way, and 27% say players, 16% said the fans, and 56% said both. Okay, I want to move on to this topic because Danilo oh, is... Oh, yeah, before you do, sorry, before you do, can yeah, I, I, shall I put my advert out? Segway killer. Shall I put my advert out? When am I going to put my advert out? I don't want to leave it till the end. All right, then go on. Anne's got go two on, tickets then. for Villa. Does anyone want them? No, not for Villa. Let's get it... Oh, fuck me. I've got two spare tickets. Two spare tickets at face value for the Brighton game. One unfortunately is sitting with me, and the other one is sitting a few seats away. So one not with Anne is going to cost you more than the one with Anne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have the other one. 
<laughs> if you want those tickets, just drop us a WhatsApp and we'll sort it out offline. Uh, just put in exclamation mark WhatsApp in the yeah. chat. I'm not going to that one, guys, so you got my ticket. That's one sat next to Ant, unfortunately. Oh, God. Oh, God. How do you know it's the one sat next to me? <laughs> it's not, not next to each other, are they, Ant, um, no? No, they're not. Unfortunately, one of them's a few seats away. What end, so then? What there's, end? Four of us, there's four of us in a row, and then there's one a little bit away. <laughs> that was Ed's, the token brown guy Ed's chunked on the next The little row. Muslim friend, yeah. Stick him in the way. Yeah, uh, what what stand is it in? And Brian Clough Upper. Okay. Yeah, and as I think, as about, I think, it's, about, I think it's about on the halfway line. So the good tickets, I think they're about forty nine quid or something like that, fifty two quid. So I, I can let you know the exact price, but yeah, they ain't cheap. I've, I've already had a message. Someone wants the tickets. So, oh, wait, it's it's Marky boy. All right, Mark, we'll we'll sort it out. So, uh, Mark's interested. Mark, are you sure? Is I didn't way, which way. Mark? Which Mark? Oh, no, yeah. let, let Mark. You've got to pay Ant, not Ant pays you. Drop us a quick message <laughs> if you're interested. Um, and we'll sort that out offline. The WhatsApp number. I'm sure someone's got it. They can, I'm sure Martin's in the chat, isn't he? Martin, can you put the WhatsApp? <laughs> Mine's um, always okay. in the chat. So let's move on and talk about this because this is interesting, right? Well, at least I think it is. So Danilo. Back into the squad. Cooper confirmed he's making diagonal runs in training, but not full zigzags. Okay. I think he's fit enough to play, and I actually think he'll be named on the bench tomorrow. Sorry, Sunday. But I just want to have this conversation because one of the sentences Cooper put in there was Danilo will start to feature in the games in the next couple of weeks, aka he will be in the starting team. Mm -hmm. So it felt to me like Danilo is in Cooper's starting 11 plans. And you all know what I'm going to ask you. And whoever I, who's the next person I need to pick on first? Dino. You know the question that's coming and chat's yeah. coming your way. Who do you drop? Who do you drop? <laughs> right. So anyway, you answer people. that. Sai, I fully, fully agree with you. Yeah. But he was being played in more in a six and on the right wing, not in his eight position. Yeah. I fully agree with you. So he does need to go back into his correct position, Sai. But I'm just saying on what Cooper said, right? And yeah, I mean, some of you may say dugout seat, dugout seat. But go on, Dino, kick us off, chat. And uh, yeah. let's no, go Ed, Eddie and Emma have got that right. I think he'll be on the bench. But when he does come back in, I think Mangala's going to sit Yeah, yeah no, no, Dino, I'm saying not for specifically Sunday, but yeah, no, from the way I Cooper hinted, he's coming out. into his 11, yeah. And, and, that, and, and I think Mangala's played quite well. But here's my theory. We've, we're struggling up front at the minute for bodies. So he could play a five back at some point over the next few games, right? Listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. With Murillo in the middle of the, cent the centre-backs, but in our attacking phase, he'll come forward to be that defensive midfielder with those long passes. And then our three midfielders, which will be Danilo, Sangare and Dominguez will then join the attack. How about that? How does that sound, everyone? How about you just said I would have dropped Mangala for Danilo and saved us all the geeky technical jargon, man? I'm geeky and technical. I'm just geeky. That's just that's just who I am. That's <laughs> uh, just 90 I, minutes and that all that lot. I agree again, but he did start scoring, yeah. So you can't you can't have that on him. 
Dina's a low no, block. No, not low block. No, I never said low block. Never said low block. Simon's firing in the comments. Low <laughs> block. <laughs> All right. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. I'm saying who would you? So Dina, you've basically said in between all that geek high press stuff. By the right. way, it's a new video I've high seen press. Sure dropped in there from Mangala. Right. So don't don't get me wrong. I think Mangala's probably been our best player in the last few games. But but we have a problem up front, Sai, and this is the problem. And the problem is we're not creating enough, getting forward enough, and not scoring enough. For that to change, there's nothing going to change up front. Tywo is Tywo, the wingers are the wingers, and MGW is MGW, right? And <laughs> thanks, Proxer. So for me, the five in defensive phase turns into a four at the back and Murillo moves up into the six because he can. He's got good tackling. He's got a great passing range. That's a perfect six for me, right? <laughs> and then in front, you've got three eights that can get forward, filling those half spaces. So you've literally got, you can you can do your Tottenham five up front, no problem. Dino, in what planet do you think under Cooper will be playing these fucked up aggressive attacks? I'm going to call him later after the stream and have a chat. Right. Because all that will happen yeah, is Murillo will stay in defence, Danilo will join him, so will Sangare and Dominguez, and you end up with an eight back. And all this freaking FIFA style coming from. Murillo is part of a back three centre backs, but in attacking, when we go forward, he will move forward and he will take the six. I can't, I can't, I can't. Honestly, you don't know what the chuff you're talking about. I'll draw it out for you and I'll send it to you on a little little graphic. Like, would you would you be saying he's like S level? Is that what you're saying here? How will you know? I mean, he's got all the attributes to play it's at that stage, hasn't he? Huh? He created an entire video just so he could play that bloody song. <laughs> oh, man. I liked it first you, time. You know when you overdo it. something? I'm just saying. <laughs> How many people message saying it's still stuck in my head today? I'm the same. <laughs> We're even arguing on, listen, chat, we're even arguing on, on the WhatsApp chat that we've got between us on who was best as Club 7 or Girls Allowed. <laughs> I didn't say that. Why would you say that? We went through the bongos. I wasn't involved we in talked about uh, no, neither was I. I was not involved in this. <laughs> neither was I. I do not I do shit compared with spew comparisons. I do not do it. <laughs> Sorry, and please answer the goddamn question. Who <laughs> just didn't look okay. I'm a Can massive no, so, no, no, fan. Sorry, Anne. Sorry. <laughs> I feel I need to defend myself a little bit more. This Bloody is good. in the event of us having nobody up front. Understand? That's it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> okay. Does everyone like, agree with him? Like, so have I. So have I, Chris. Sounds like back, backtracking bullshit to me. <laughs> yeah. Revisionism. Go on, Anne. It's not. Listen to it again. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I absolutely adore Danilo. He is a fabulous player. People, I think, have already kind of forgotten what what he was like last season because he had a couple of indifferent games this season playing out of position. Now, to me, would you put you him guys in can correct class? me if you disagree? To me, huh? would you put him in S class? No, yeah. just say no. The answer's yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 
Yeah, I absolutely get, I think he's got so much talent, so much promise. He's, we've got to try and get him into that team. However, I believe he's probably a number eight, to be honest. I think yeah. he can do I can I think he can do both defensive and offensive work and he's got the engine. Isn't problem that what is, I've just said? Problem is, what does that mean for Dominguez? Because to me, I don't know, you tell me. You tell me. To me, Dominguez is an eight. This is what I'm saying. And you cannot drop Dominguez. He's an eight for me. Um uh Mangala for me is a central midfielder and he's bloody brilliant at it. He wins so many balls. <laughs> he wins so many balls. He looks after it well. He's press resistant. Yes, he might play simple passes. In that position, that's all you need. That's all you need. Just get it to a red shirt who then can progress the ball. Is someone going to give me an answer to the question? Yeah, I'm going to. And then I should come back in. Come back to Mangala. Dropping Mangala would lead you two players that are quite offensive and nobody to hold that midfield, so I'm worried. So at the moment, I wouldn't bring him in at the moment. Okay. As, I as, wait until Tommy drops off in form or gets injured. Uh, uh, enough, enough, Ez. Go on, Ez, Ez, right. Ez is the voice of reason tonight. Come on, Ez. Right, well, um, Sangari was brought in as a number six. I haven't really seen him play as a number six. Mangala, I've got to say, he's looked good. On the eye test, he's been he's been our best player. He's linked up the play, but he's not progressed us, you know. He does link up the play from the back to to the centre midfielder, but then there's no progression. I would like to see Sangare, if he's going to be that uh, marquee signing, that number six, play as that number six. I think that might have hindered his progress so far, that he's not been really playing the position that he's... We know he's good at. We know that he was brought in for. Given that responsibility, I would have to drop Mangala in this circumstances to bring Danilo in. But then when you've got two progressive number eights in Dominguez and, and um, Danilo, it allows Sangare to do his job. We don't need... Like I said, Mangala looks nice connecting all those passes but it never progresses us you know it'll get us out of a few little uh, tight spots you know in, uh, defensively but I don't see enough progression in that so although he looks good on the eye and he does pass the eye test um, I think Mangala is a luxury player actually in that position I'd like to see Sangari play as a number six hold that that be his responsibility to get the ball off the back line and and to link and find the number eights and you, then you've got two progressive number eights in a Danilo and Sangari and Dominguez, who can actually possibly do their roles that they're supposed to do. That's how I'd play it. I'd change his role altogether because I don't think... I think when you've watched the three of them as it has been, Mangala's often been the deepest. And yes, it looks nice when he collects the ball off a back line and does those quick little sharp, sharp passes. But in terms of progressing of the field, it's just not working. So... I stick Sangare in there, give him that responsibility. Maybe then we'll start seeing the best of it. I do think, you know, he, he might be one that takes time to settle in, but that's a different point altogether. Play him as a number six. Play Sangare as a number six. Let your number eights do their role. Oh, Free them up a little bit from their defensive duties. And then I think we right. might see a bit more progression in the team. And that's how I'd yeah. get Danilo in. So where are you putting MGW then? MG Dub's ahead of them, you know. M MG Dub is ahead of those number two, uh, two number eights, you know. So you almost got a diamond formation in your midfield with the four. Yeah, a player playing the four, four two, two, then, aren't you? 
Villa yeah. box it. Villa are so fluid in their midfield. I don't think we can uh, we can look as, at them as an example, but they've got four very fluid midfielders. So <laughs> one that sticks pretty pretty much defensively because Luis will switch uh, further forward. McGinn moves further forward. Um, when uh, the Italians playing, I'm forgetting his name right now. He's progressing. Yeah, so they've really only got one number holding midfielder that stays in that position, and I'm forgetting his name as well. So they're probably... Mara. They're they're probably... Yeah, that's it. They're probably a formation to look at how they play their their, their four in midfield because they're very fluid, and uh, but more often than not, they're playing in a box formation. But I think if you've got Sangari at the bottom in that number six position, which is what we brought him in for... I think then you'll see the, the ability to release the other two. But with Mangala in that team, it just doesn't If you're work. playing four in midfield, you're losing either a striker or a defender, aren't you? You, you can only have we 11 haven't got any striker. We haven't got any. I think Wise is talking about is the next few games. Yeah. Well, like Taiwo. Well, he's, he's not going to be the knife, mate. minutes every yeah. game over the next 10 games, is he? Let's be honest. Minutes in the knife with Taiwo, mate. (laughs) I agree with us there. The the whole point is, is that we need to get those eights, whether it's two or three going forward more, because when the end of the day, we're not creating enough and we're not scoring enough. That's it. I think we've got a fairly solid defense. Now, if I look at the team as in terms of strength, the defensive midfield for me is sorted. It's the forward line. And just just pure lack of numbers. Oh, sorry, If we go back to Villa, Villa play most times with a four-four-two, and they are beatable away. They've not got great away form, right? So if you if you're playing narrow at the top, we, we're gonna we're gonna give up so much space on the sides with two v one down both sides. So who's your midfield then, Dino? <laughs> Yo, Mark, Mark's got had a life today, man. I ain't seen him in any of the streets. I was a little worried about you, bro. Good to see you back, <laughs> mate. And, and apparently, Mark, I'm being Sorry. told that that's a catfish profile picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I told you that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well, bro. Okay. Listen, just it's just as handsome you... in real life. Take take my word for it. Anyway, anyway, right. I want to just realize something that um we're doing a villa preview stream, and it wasn't until as said villa for the first time that we've spoken about them. So let's actually spend the next section talking about this villa game, right? Because I love talk Luke. about Chino and Vladi Comos. Vladi Comos, Vladikomos. Vladikomos. Did you just say uh... in the ass? Something like that, yeah. It came out that way. <laughs> anyway, way, sorry. <laughs> anyway, bless Luke. But if I have to look at his smiley face one more time, right? That he was ace. Luke was. Mate, it was great. Yeah, except he said we should be like Dono that. We should, should be there. Quick enough, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let that one slide. Quick enough. I let that one slide. But that's that's uh, he's okay to be a happy clapper. Yeah, you could see it beaming. Every time he said Emre, luckily the camera only went up to here on him, yeah? Uh, but it was like, he was just constantly happy. Every time he mentioned a player, he said it with happiness, man. God, Do you hear what he said about Emre, though? The thing I've, I found interesting about what he said about Emre was that he makes all the decisions. All yeah. the decisions. And that's certainly not at our club and a lot of other clubs in the country as well. It's not just that. It's that... 
You know what got me worried when he spoke? I hope he's not watching. Love you really, Luke, right? But when he started talking about Emre presents to the players, this is how the opposition is going to play. This is what you need to do to beat them. Now you go figure out the rest and get on there and stick to this plan. And I'm like, do we do that? Do no, we how do does he know yeah. what no, how no, does he know what Emery says to his players? He's got no idea. No, because actually to be fair to him, the players have come out and said, I mean, even Matty Cash's interview after yeah. their last game, you know, he he, he spoke a little bit about um what Emery says behind the scenes and what he said at halftime and so So if it is coming from the players, you know, I don't think he's got a um a bat bat phone linking to uh, Emery, to be honest. But there was a there's a, a lot of comments and yes he did look happy but he also said that he'd been watching our channel last season as well and seeing our progress and how we were up and down throughout the year so he had a lot of high hopes for us you know he expected for us to be in a high position as mm. we did so looking from the outside there are other others are expecting more from us as well so we're not deluded for expecting more from forest ourselves you know as fans so that was comforting to hear to be honest but uh the more he was talking, the more I got, it was worrying me because yeah. I understand what Dina's saying, the home form and away form, there's a big difference between the two. But we're not a team that most others really look at and think, you know, uh, but yes, we have improved defensively, but I think there's still teams that think they can come to us and at least get a point from a city ground. And that shouldn't be the case. They should be thinking, you know, how are we going to get anything out of out of um, Forest out of City Ground. So I think we are a little bit, in perception-wise, even though some teams are saying we should be better, the reality is that we haven't been. You know, we're we're still hovering around. The pre it's only because the teams below us are so poor, but we're not more in this relegation. I, know, I don't know where he's gone. Uh, we're not more in broad in this relegation battle, but we're not far off it, you know. And we, there was a stage last season, I think it was just after Christmas, where we were five points clear of a relegation zone, we were saying, oh, don't worry about it. It didn't take long for us to get dragged into it, you know, and I'm worrying about that again right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not, in, we're in a false position in a way because uh, the points, although there is a points gap between us and the bottom three teams, in reality, there's not that much difference, you know, and we're nowhere near where we should be. So we've underperformed so far. I think I'm, I'm worried about tomorrow. I genuinely am, uh, not tomorrow. Monday. I'm worried about Sunday. I'm worried about. I am worried about tomorrow for other reasons, but I'm worried about Sunday as well. I'll put it down as a draw, a scoring draw. Beautifully rescued, yeah, so. You know what? If we if we if we can keep, um, oh my god, I always forget his name. What's the bloody? He's in my Premier League team midfield. Uh, that's our connector, Watkins. Diaby. Oh, uh, Diaby. Diaby. If we keep Diaby quiet, we keep Watkins quiet. If we keep Diaby and Watkins quiet, we keep. Villa quiet. I mean, their last. Mm. This is the Premier League. I take your point, um, Sarko. I think it was Sarko. Yeah, about the beat Azeg Altmar four one in the last away game. But if we take the Premier League games away, Wolves won, Villa won, Chelsea nil, Villa won, which is what Forest did to Chelsea this season. Mm -hmm. Liverpool three, Villa nil. These are all Villa away games. Um, Burnley won, Villa three. And then Newcastle 5, Villa 1, if you remember that one mm. on the TV. So they're not great away, but, the, you know, like I say, I think if we – they've they've set up, other than the Newcastle one, they've set up 4-4-2 away. And yeah, but it's more fluid than that, Dino. It's way more it fluid. Than listen, that. you don't need to tell me about fluidity. and They've not got natural, natural, natural wingers, have they? 
Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I do this. I do this all the time. <laughs> I look at Okay, but something I want to put you up on, Dino, is what you're talking about with their away form and saying they're not as good. When you when you deep it, yeah, in it and deep oh, it. Right? Oh, he's gone all YouTube. Gone all YouTube. When you deep it, right? When you deep it, blood. They've lost away to live uh, to Liverpool and Newcastle and drew with. No, they got, they got. Hang on, they got Oops. hammered by Newcastle and Liverpool on the first five day. One. Of the season, yeah. Five one three now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they drew one. And what all I'm saying is that you know everybody's talking about them being this unbeatable team and they're fantastic and they're doing well in the league. Listen, they're a good team. They've got Louise. You know, they've got other players as well that are good. But we beat a lot of good teams at the City Ground last year. And we have better players this year. I think there's just certain little things. It's a bit like Man U. I know you don't like talking about Man U. It's a bit like Man U. Last season to this season, it's tiny, tiny, tiny changes. Rashford, brilliant last season. Shit this season. Casemiro, fantastic last season. Not as good this season. There's tiny, tiny changes. And I, I think if we can get people like MGW and Sangare singing, then we'll be fine. Mm. I know what you're saying because we're we're undefeated since we played Man U at the City Ground. We just got a knack. I still think it could be a draw, but all right, let, let's move this on. Can anyway, I remind you, you, can, I, can I remind you? We have lost to two teams in the Premier League at home. Two teams: Newcastle and Man U. Okay. In the last year, yeah, yeah, we're playing. Villain, That's not bad, man. is it? It shows there's something to our home for Dino, despite saying he's not not a fortress. It says something to us about it. Now, what I believe will help is on Sunday, and I I really hope, is that A, we put the right team out, B, we Mm. play with passion and see the crowds up for it, which I'm sure there will be. If Mm. if that's the case on those three things, I think we have a chance. Villa have not got a brilliant... They've won two out of five away from home. So they've not got... You know, they're not Man City, for God's sake. So there's a chance. There's a chance. All right, but you wanted to talk about the keeper... Let's start with the keeper. Yeah, let's start with the keeper, because it kind of felt to me the way Cooper was talking in the press conference. Again, the press conference is on the channel if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's not the most exciting press conference. I'll warn you now. Don't operate heavy. But at least you can hear the questions when we when we do it. But yeah, and he seemed to hint that look, Turner fucked up. He made a mistake. But we all make mistakes, you know. You know like, what? As was it born. Was the most, it was the most confusing message I've ever heard because you're absolutely spot on. He said, "Keepers make mistakes, and we can't keep making mistakes." But then we learn from when we've got we've got to, you know. I'm sure he'll in his next game. We, you know, it won't happen, and we'll support him. And I'm thinking, I don't know. So is he out or not? Then, mate, <laughs> mm. <laughs> just tell us is he out or not? Of course, he's not going to, and I don't blame him. I, to be fair, I don't blame him not telling us. But it was very mixed, wasn't it? It was very like we all make mistakes, but he's got to learn for it from it, you know. That sounded to me as I, they I were think, supporting think, him I to think, play. I think I think he will bring bring Vlakademos in. I think he will. You just said you I don't think, think he, he will. will. If he no, does, I think that. he looks like a bit of an idiot in that press conference. I, I think that was really a. I agree. I'm going to give him another chance. I think that was a kind of vote of confidence for a player, if there was such a thing. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, think I, think right. I think that's what it sounded like. Now, it did sound yeah, like I know that, you all think I'm be... a turn of lover, but if Flackadine must kind of, end we'll up we'll brilliant we'll keeper, I don't mistakes, care. You know, he'll learn, learn from it. We'll help him. 
Well, when you're saying that, that normally thinks, but meanwhile, we'll put somebody else in until we get Chat, VOT, VOT, mm. who starts in goal? I can't be asked to do a poll, so just VOT the chat, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, Ez, I'm just looking at this thinking, and I mean it with all due respect. If he doesn't use this opportunity to drop Turner to test out Vlacodemus... It's not all about fucking Bond in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best bit of the whole stream the bond bit we should end up on that all right go on, Ez. what are you thinking here will he drop him there's a lot of um, teams sorry can i just sorry Ez, can i just very very i promise be quick can you just make sure that it's do you think he'll start or or is it who you prefer to start because i'm not because there's a lot of teas in there what the fuck is chris doing man hennessy it's barely <laughs> even to be honest it was some early teas and now there's a lot of V's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how about message. We, we did a poll, didn't we, on our community tab? And yeah. it was like 85% wanted to see Vlad Demas in. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is from the crowd if Black Demas doesn't come in. Because, I've, you know what, I've, I've said this, I've beat this drum for a few weeks now. I think... He's he is the better goalkeeper, and I know you talk about the price tag, but that's to do with Premier League tax, mate. We got Premier League taxed on Turner. That's why he costs more than Vlakadimos. Interesting point. In an open market, in an open market, you couldn't compare them two goalkeepers in price tag wise, in my opinion. So I do think he was bought in as number one. I genuinely still believe that. I think this is as good an opportunity as any for Cooper to bring him in. But he was very cryptic in what he says. So how does that? How would that come across to fans? I don't think. I think the fans would be more surprised if he sticks with Turner for the Villa game. I don't think anybody really. The majority of the fans won't be against Black Demas coming in now because sooner or later we're going to have to see him. Um, yeah. And we did say we've talked about it for for a few weeks now. You know, T Turner needs to make a mistake. Well, he's made a big mistake. He's made a couple of huge mistakes so far this season. And there was no really... I know Cooper tried to make excuses for him, but you can't excuse that decision. It made no sense for him to do what he did for that third goal. Not when he had Toffolo there. And you can see Toffolo having, having the right go at him at the end of it. So, for me... <laughs> for me, he has to bring Vlacodemus in. And I think the majority of the fans will back him on that. If he sticks with Turner, I think it shows a bit of weakness from him, to be honest. You've got to be, as a manager, is he you've got to make is, Or is he just trying not to break him? Well, I think he needs to make those big decisions. I don't give a shit. There's no, no sense of sentimentality, you know. If you're a manager, you manage and you manage the players' expectations as well. How's Vlacodemus thinking? You know, we've already heard rumours of him being uh, unsettled, you know, and yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Turner just seems like too much of a nice guy to be upset by being left out. So if it, I've, I've had this situation myself, you know, we had to choose between two. I went with the one that I knew wouldn't would take it best, you know, so I dropped yeah. the one that, you know, I knew would take it. I think Turner would take it. Wait, what are you Black talking Turner, about? What context do you need about, to expand on this? I'm talking about when you're bringing in somebody else, uh, when you've got a decision. No, well, your context. Yeah, but you're <laughs> talking about... <laughs> <that's> <laughs> not really well, I know the chat's really Billion interested in the context that I you know, meant. I could technically... You had a choice of two, but you brought in one. Anymore, but, um, no, basically, I had to choose <laughs> you between had two, two trainees. Ez. You had two, as I had two trainees. You kicked one out of bed, right? Oh, sorry, two. If you don't get buy one, get one free. I had to keep one, had to move one on. I moved on to one that I knew would take it best, and they did take did it she best. Did she take it best? Did she? 
It was a she as well. She took it very well. We got her a job later on, but yeah, that was basically my point. But yeah, I think t- Turner, listen, shut up. I think t- Turner would put up and shut up. I don't think he's got to kick up a fuss. I think Vlacadimus, the longer you leave him on the bench, I think that causes unrest. I don't think we need that unrest in our team. And, you know, go with a Greek. I'm saying, yeah, give it to the Greek. Bring him in. That's if he's performing in training, then great. But what mm-hmm. I saw today in training was him getting beat by everybody in the team. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see training today? I've got a way to be better. Guys, if you've seen, go and have a look at the training video. It's so funny. They've got the smallest goals. I know how we can beat Villa. Just put their just put our goal as a small goal, their their goal as a big goal, and then just swap it around at half time. I'm sure the ref won't notice. We'll be fine. We'll win. Don't we, don't we look great in training, though? Don't you think? It's Everybody's such, scoring yeah, training. No, it's so, it's so, so false to stop watching. Then we get to the... We nearly said Saturday. Then we get to a Sunday, which seems to be our regular weekly game day. And um, we well, can't hit a door from two yards. Yes. Can we discuss right. training? We can. All right, let's, let's move on. I've got big fingers. And would you start Taiwo? Yeah. Okay. If it, if it's fit, if it's fit enough, of course yeah. I would. Why would I not? Yeah. All right, sorry, I just asking. I wasn't accusing. That wasn't direct to you. That was a rhetorical. Why not? Hey, hey, why not? Hey, hey, yeah, Arriba. Kind of why not? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, I don't know what Emma's yeah, talking about. If it's fit enough, I'd start him. Yeah. Um, but, I'll just point this at Dino. Emma. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's, go on. Aguilera. Aguilera. That's the training, Aguilera. I'm not watching. I mean, if we're playing that ten role, Aguilera is a natural fit for MGW. But when will Aguilera get a chance? It looks like never this season. But well, there's also hair on his ass yet. He's too young. We're huh? play a ten. He hasn't even got hair on his ass yet. He's too young. But there's also he a shout for. I've seen it. <laughs> but there's also a shout for under on under twenty three striker, isn't there? Yeah. On the bench, surely. Yeah, mm. what's his face? Scored a few, didn't he? Uh, song, yeah. No, not song. The other one. I'm going blank. Oh. Chat, help me. I'll be a uh, Irish one. I thought he was away. Is that on loan? Isn't he the Irish guy? Yeah, I thought he was as well. Chat, who is the one who's got? <laughs> yeah, he took all then. Inside. All right. Emma, hey, what are you hey, the Nella Dan, congratulations. We're just got to close the stream. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Um, okay. Good day, mate. <laughs> All right, let's get on. It is in Ezra's when he gets to choose his two assistants. Oh, uh, mate, Ezra's born with one, mate. She had to go. Thank you. It's good. Now. <laughs> Can now say, it. He's not right, a striker, so though, is he? He's not a striker. He's a number 10, isn't he? It's a song that's. Oh, here a he asks. Song. 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 number 10. Yeah. Here he asks. Anyway, would you guys put a song on the bench? Yep. I don't care. I don't care. Why? Striker on the bench. He's not a Premier League striker, is he? Come on. Let's He's a honest. striker, though. Yeah, I am. What? I am. That's my position. I'm a striker. Yeah, but you're like 300 years old. I, I agree. Yeah, that, was your, that, that was your qualification. You didn't say he's young and he's a striker. <laughs> he just said he's a striker. Yeah, but he's, he's got to leave, does he? 
You get my point. Tyro play 60 minutes, young lad comes on for the rest. There's no expectations, but when are you going to bring these young kids through? That's the thing. Yeah, that is Streaker. a good question. That no, is a no, good I question. agree. I agree. It definitely won't last 60 minutes, and I would have no problem whatsoever bringing on. I'd rather a young striker come on than just change formation and end up with no bloody mm. striker. Do you know the you trouble mean? is, the iPad says no. Mm. And this is my plug for the high press. So I've done a, <laughs> I've done a video on. today on wearable technology with the iPad and what all the vests mean, and go and watch it. After you've watched this, or when you're bored, go watch it. Yeah. Oh, if you need to go to sleep after this stream, <laughs> yeah. Perfect yeah, watch that. One. Perfect for it. Okay. You can see what score predictions. Score predictions, Dino. Well, I've got two one in the thingy, but um, in hey, the... what to us? Two one. No, 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 in the predictor league. But I'm gonna yeah, stick my neck out and say two one for us. Wait, did you go 2 1 Morgan Gibbs White to set up to? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you go 2 1 Villa in a prediction? Yeah. yeah, but I do mine like so far oh, in advance. What, what, what excuse is that? I do it so far it's in advance. It's a great excuse. I use it every week. <laughs> it's not true, but I use it every week. <laughs> 2 1 Forest. Listen, we, we could beat these. We beat better teams than this at home last year. I know. Why do you put 2 1 to Villa in the predictor league then? That's yeah. what I've just said. And we're in the twilight zone again. <laughs> You always know when I'm around. I'm old, you know. <laughs> I want to win. The, I want to win the predictor league. <laughs> no, my forest, my forest fan is like, come on, we can win this. We can win this two-one. We keep the yeah, RB but you said we get twelve points out of those four games, mate. We've got that's one true. Point that's yeah, true. but yeah, that, that, that was for the clicks, mate. That was for the clicks. <laughs> yeah, this that worked. Got us. <laughs> Same as Nico uh, Williams. That was for the clicks. <laughs> uh, well, I've gone with a draw in the predicted league. I'm going to stick. Yeah, um, I'm, Emma, I'll sort something out. Don't worry. Um, I've gone for a draw in the predicted league, and I'm going to stick with that draw. I went with a two-over in the predicted league. I don't, I don't know where I saw us getting two goals from, but uh, I'll go one or Let's be a bit more conservative. I'll go one or draw Sunday. And empty dub to score. Definitely, I think Villa will win two-one. But but I went one all in the predictor league. And on here, I'm going 2-1 to Forest because I've had a couple of wines. <laughs> and and I think... You've got all your bases like covered, Dan. What if it gets called off? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if PP. I, I, I think if we play the right formation, i.e. the one I'd pick, with the right players, i.e. the ones I'd pick, I think we can win 2-1. <laughs> so I'm going for 2-1. On the proviso, he picks my plays in my formation. Look, all I'm guaranteeing is that MGW is going to score. What the score is going to be? No, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. Yeah, get assists. It won't score. Down score any time. And do you know why MGW score? Because he is S Club Seven oh, level. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.